Welcome to the geek to geek podcast, where one of us is ready to edit again, and one of us may run you off the road. Would you like to tell everybody about your bad road habits that I just found out about the last week? <laughs> I can. That is true. I forgot about I've forgotten about that. I text a lot while I'm driving. Don't do that. <laughs> But I use voice text. It's all te- it's all voice. It- it's mostly voice. And uh, I'll have it down there in my cup holder, and then I see something, and I press the voice text and shout at it. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, so I do that. I get bored. I get so bored on long drives. Okay, I just had to shame you because you shouldn't do that. That's all. Um, that's not I our know. topic today. I really shouldn't. I, I aware. That is, we, we're, this is not a PSA episode. No. But this is a PSA. Don't, don't be beige. Yeah, don't do that. That's bad. Um, no, our topic today is no real topic. We've both been super busy, and so we just wanted to catch up and talk about... It's basically a geekery episode. We both have one like slightly longer thing, so we're going to talk about those up front, and then there's a bunch of like little stuff that we're just going to catch up on. So uh, this will be interesting. We've done this before, and we were both talking like life is getting busy, and we don't want to stop the podcast, but like this might be more often next year like into season three right. we might do more of these where we just kind of catch up on stuff of the week and don't have a main topic when we have weeks like we have this week where both of us have just been life has been crazy like work has been nuts yeah. for both of us it has and i didn't realize because we had i had been so busy with like the black friday campaign that is that is my company's biggest week of the year especially the biggest day of the year is black friday surprisingly and so because of being on the content team we were pushing out like marketing and new stuff just constantly and so i didn't even have time to think that it's the exact same way with your work that you are just running absolutely mad over the black friday and cyber monday week so we really didn't even have a chance to touch base and it was for the exact same reasons and i don't know if you it was just it's as my yeah we're nuts like i you can i'm still recovering so we're both in jobs now where black friday and cyber monday matter and then for me, I've also I'm in a role now where I actually have to do like planning and budgeting. So a lot of my last month and a half on top of all of that work has also been budgeting and planning for next year. Plus, one of my team members is going to be out on maternity leave for three months starting in like uh, a week, maybe. Oh, no. So all of those things together have meant that like the end of October through now and like probably for another week, maybe, um, is just like an unrelenting blur of time for me. Like it has been nuts. So yes, you guys just get us catching up this week. Um, our big main topic, it's not really a main topic, but the, the bigger thing that both of us wanted to talk about, well, I'm going to do mine first because it's in the, the document first. Um, okay. Battlefront 2. What have you heard about Battlefront 2? Because I own it and I've played a lot of it and there's a lot of hot takes out there. I have heard literally nothing about the single player campaign. Like, I don't know anything about it because of all of the bad mojo that has been going around from the multiplayer and the and not the Black Friday stuff. My head is on that still. And all of the loot boxes and RNG stuff that in terms of of what the story is, how it plays, how long it is, no one is saying if it's good or bad. I'm not seeing any of it. It's all multiplayer. Okay, and I bought it for single player. So I'll weigh on him. Right. I'll weigh in on multiplayer here in a minute, but let's talk single player. I liked it. Like I I didn't love it, but I'm so happy to get a single player Star Wars campaign again. Like it's been yeah. way too long. And um just like Battlefront 1, Battlefront 2, the graphics are amazing. Like it it looks and sounds like Star Wars. The sound design is 
like spectacular in this game. Um, the single player campaign, it's all about it's a story that stars uh, Iden Versio, who starts out as um, basically like an imperial pirate, not pirate, a pilot. This is how <laughs> our brains are going to operate tonight. Um, it is. And I don't know if this is a spoiler because it's the most obvious twist they could possibly do. What do you think happens to an imperial pilot that starts the game as a bad imperial? Oh, oh, I bet they joined the rebellion. There you go. Okay, nailed it. Nailed it in one. Ah, yep. man. So that's where you get to eventually. And that part is good. Like, I like her story. The problem right. I had with the campaign, which it's not horrible. It's just it made the campaign worse than it could have been. They kept cutting away from her story to, like, kick you over to heroes from the original trilogy. And it felt like, like in they, that you're playing as them yeah. or just to see them. No, both. But you're playing as okay. them. And it every one of them feels shoehorned in like oh, it, okay it's like oh we have luke skywalker we have to use luke skywalker no you don't you really don't and so there's like there's a luke level and there's a han level and he has a really dumb beard in it but that's beyond the point um <laughs> like it's just every time that it cuts away to these heroes they're on some kind of mission that's like tangential tangentially related to what you're doing and right. part of the overall arc but it feels ham-fisted it feels like it's shoehorned in just because they've already made these hero characters and they wanted an excuse to use them in the main campaign it doesn't okay. actually add to the main campaign so there's luke there's han there's lando there's like there's a bunch of them and they're just they're not bad but they're not if it was just focused on her and her story, the campaign would have been better for it. Um, that being said, her story is interesting, and I'm really glad that I played through the whole thing because it's an original story and it adds to what was already there. My only true complaint, like that, the hero thing is a nitpick. My only real complaint with the campaign is that they give you like one arc and then the start of what I think is going to be the third act of it, and then it just stops because I didn't know this until I well quote unquote beat the game but oh yeah i did hear about this this is the one thing i've heard about uh on the internet like i saw a a a, a tweet like i forgot completely i know exactly what you're about to say this is the one thing i knew yeah so the rest of the single player campaign which happens like 20 or 30 years later after the like everything that i played essentially it is somehow tied into the last jedi so they're not going to release it until after the last jedi comes out so it doesn't actually have a full single player campaign in the game yet it'll patch in it's, for free you don't have to pay more for it but you do have to wait and that was that was bothersome i didn't like that at all i can totally see like i know that you don't rage at things that you're so calm and you're you there there that's just not your thing i can totally see though this being star wars if you are going to rage at something them withholding star wars from you when you specifically set out to experience it would be something that would make you just nerd rage on a video game that would just ruin it for you yeah and it did do that and like i'm not gonna nerd rage about it because i'm not that upset it's just it felt weird it felt weirdly incomplete like if they had not done this last little like mission it's not even as like fleshed out as a full mission i don't want to do spoilers because it's kind of interesting um but there's this little thing at the end where it's like 20 years later and then you have a little bit more gameplay like if they had just cut that off and not put that in the game and they had said that like right before the 20 years later cutaway that was the end of the game yeah. and that you're going to get a bonus campaign later that would have actually felt fine like it would have been okay that was the ending and then oh hey i get a bonus later but that was an actual ending instead they give you this little tease of like another act of the story and then they stop it which 
that's that's the part that bugged me. Like I wish it had done one or the other, but not this kind of oh, half yeah. measure. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That that really does. And it seems like that's just kind of par for the course with the with the the Battlefront Two with EA. They're not doing anything wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's I don't know. They have a lot of problems with it. It's a really really bad microtransaction model, and like the progression system is so messed up because of it. Luckily for me, I don't really care about the like multiplayer first person shooter part of it. Um, I have been right. playing some of the like single and local multiplayer arcade with my kids, like you know boots on the ground combat stuff and they're actually having fun with it so we've been doing that fairly regularly which is cool and then the multiplayer i did play a bunch just to sample all of it and like yeah the first person shooter i mean it does have some of the worst microtransaction model progression even though they pulled some of it out of the game it's still a horrible progression model um like there's no real way to advance your classes or play styles it's just like the time played matters but not actually like how good you are at the game or like what classes you're playing like you literally get a loot box that gives you upgrades but it could be for like any class and it's just the worst part like being able to that's not a problem in games like overwatch where when i get like a legendary skin in overwatch and i see it pop up and it's gold and it's flipping around i get really excited and then it's like a roadhog legendary i'm like oh great like i'm ever going to use that one uh, but it's like where it's a disappointment but it's not as though that it affects my character in any way like if i were to constantly get like super powerful abilities for classes that i have zero desire to play that's when it affects like morale to play a game well and it doesn't help when you get destroyed by somebody and they have like top level cards and you have no cards you know and gotcha and it just makes you like straight up better than other people it can be like plus 50 percent damage or like like it's there are huge swings that those cards can do so that's frustrating and there's a lot of talk about that online so i'm not gonna hammer it to death um instead i want to talk about the thing that i really really like about this game and that is starfighter assault and this carries over into the single player campaign too like every time that i was in a starship in a single player campaign it was excellent um but I still play the multiplayer of this game almost every single day for like two, two and a half weeks now, which is a really long time for me to play anything multiplayer. And it is directly because of Starfighter Assault. It is basically like the Rogue Squadron game that we've been waiting for. And I want a yeah. full game of this. They brought in a second team to do this. I think they brought in Criterion, who, if I remember oh, right, really? used to do Burnout. That might be the same dev crew. And they they made the Starship combat, and it's so much better than Battlefront 1. And it's already fleshed out, but if they had taken all the resources of this game and cut out the first-person shooter and just put all the resources towards Starfighter combat, I they would have had an amazing game on their hands and i still think it's there buried within other things but it's not the focus and you can tell that that's that that's heartening to me i guess because i know we've talked before how we just absolutely adored rogue squadron and all of those games and i'm an and I'm an arcadey flight sim person. Those are the kinds of, of flight sims that I like. I never got into X-Wing versus TIE Fighter because it was just way too technical. I don't particularly care for those kinds of, of flight games. But when you get Rogue Squadron and it's done right, I will spend hours and hours and hours doing dogfights and missions on them. Yeah, you should find a way to try this game sometime and ignore the first person shooter part and just go into the Starfighter Assault because it's really good. I really, really like it. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of my feelings about Battlefront 2. That's all. Like, I don't want to 
you know, the part of the game that I wasn't expecting much from didn't give me a whole lot. The single player campaign was enough for me. It was what I wanted. It was a new story. And I was surprised to find this whole Starfighter assault part that I really enjoyed. That's awesome. Yeah. But you did something over this weekend, too. I know this is your one bigger topic. Tell me, how did your weekend go? You were away at an event. So my weekend was insane, actually. Like, I know I'd spoken a couple of months ago, did a geekery on having organized a word camp uh, and gone and spoken at one of the WordPress conferences. But this this weekend was the WordCamp US. It was the big national conference, and it was in Nashville, Tennessee. And that's only about two hours north of me. And uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Did you ever, when you were working in WordPress a lot, uh, go to any of the WordCamps? Uh, I have not. I've had plenty of friends that have, though. I, I kind of know what they are. I just have never made it to one. And I love them. I mean, I'm I'm sad that you never did, but I totally understand that not necessarily being your thing. I'm the kind of guy who, whenever I got this job, I was asked, hey, how do you feel about uh, short-term travel and maybe representing the company at, at conferences? And, you know, a lot of people who, he asked a lot of people who, who do this kind of job, who do writing and content, don't necessarily like uh, being in front of people and doing that. And I'm like, I'll hug a stranger. I'll just go up and say, you're my new best friend, hug you. And then I'll introduce myself. And uh, it's like, that's perfect. And that's what this weekend was that a lot of what I did this weekend was go with my team. And it was me and five other people going to Nashville and representing the company and meeting the community around, uh, around our product or, or and it was just it was just phenomenal this was the biggest conference i've ever been to and it was just so many there were just so many people and i am amazed at how many people love our product and and honestly that use it because we would just have people running up like the most surreal part of it for me is people recognizing me from the live streams and uh and blog posts that i've written for it for the blog for the the elegant themes blog and they just come up and like hey bj i, I read this article i'm like oh or i saw your stream and i'm like this is this is weird. I don't know you, but you know me. It, it was it was almost surreal. Like that's I'm, I'm like weird. It was strange, and so like talking with all these people was great. I never sat down. That I think I may have sat down like twice over the weekend, and it was uh, like I was on my feet for around three and a half to four days uh, wearing wow. chucks. And I actually brought my running shoes. Like yeah, I mean it was constant going. We would get up and then it was going to the con we would have before before the conference meetups and breakfast and then we would have an after party and then go uh go out afterwards and uh it was just hours and hours of being on my feet and my legs are hurting now like i'm i'm not running for another few days maybe the rest of the week just to let my legs rest because i feel like i got all the all the exercise i need because and you said I you didn't, didn't go even to, like attend a single session right you were just there not Mm -mm, not one didn't go into a single session um i went to the state of the word at the end of it that's like the big thing where matt mullenweg the guy who created wordpress basically outlines the goal for the the main core software at the for the next year and we sat and went into that one because literally everybody was doing that but 
that's the only one. The rest of the time, we didn't have time to that we were either like interviewing people on a live stream or talking with people. It was just building community, going into the swag room just a little bit. I barely had time to go get swag. I didn't have time for them to give me free blueberry barbecue sauce from WooCommerce, and it makes me so sad that that wow. would have been okay. so good. And like afterward. Like it was so crazy. Like I've I've been to Nashville my entire life. Like I've lived an hour away from Nashville ever like literally all of my life. And I've had girlfriends who live there that where I was spending just tons of time. It's like it's I know I know I know the city very well, but I've never gone honky tonkin. Like I've never gone there's so much music, there's so many bars and things like that in there. I've never gone out and done go the to Nashville thing. A barcade. It looks like it in your notes. I, I did. I went. It's a beercade. It's okay. not. A, it's not a barcade. It's a beercade. And I wanted. To, this was a place that Mitch, our director of operations, found from San Francisco. Like he he got everything and organized it all from San Francisco. And I have to give him mad props for finding headquarters beercade because it is exactly what it sounds like it is an arcade and bar it is a barcade and we went and we have one of our uh, after party meetups there and we we drank a little bit uh we ate they had corn dogs and pretzel bun hot hamburgers and stuff like that but they also had free arcade games all of the arcade games were free. All you had to do was go up and press start and you could play them from stuff like NBA Jam and Frogger and Galaga to Tron, uh, Marvel versus Capcom. I played a ton of Killer Instinct, Tekken 3, and specifically Mortal Kombat 2. That Mortal Kombat 2 uh, was the best part of the evening. Like, there's a picture of me that somebody took that I didn't even know that my coworker Jason and I are playing it. Uh, and we're just having such a good time. And Jason was undefeated this night, that night, because he used to have a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine in his house and when he was growing up so he played so much mortal kombat 2 like no one could beat him that it was insane how much fun this was to just go out and you want to talk about a team bonding experience go to an arcade with uh with your co-workers who you've met just for the first time like because we're all remote like we didn't meet meet until like the day before we had, and just and then own each other at fighting games in an arcade that's like 90s themed that you, you, that you can't really fun. that would it be was awesome awesome and cool. like the night the night uh bef maybe it was it was after that that we decided to walk around downtown and just went to all these different places and we went to this one place with live music that was four levels of live music and it was a bar and it was literally the biggest the busiest building i've ever been in where you had to actually push people out of the way to move forward and uh like it was a moving throng where people were pressing up against you no matter where you were in this four-story just establishment it was named tootsies and it was so much fun we all stayed out until it was just way too late that night and then had to get up and go to the go to the word camp the next day it was it was crazy fun cool well, it sounds like you had a good trip it sounds like you had fun yeah. that's awesome i'm glad that you're liking it, was, it still 
Oh yeah, it was. I realized that this is kind of the uh, the community that I need to be in because since then, like meeting all of these people has been fantastic. Like even the after party that they threw was at the Adventure Science Center. Was at the Science Museum in Nashville, where there was like a a six story jungle gym, like six floors. I think they're half stories, six or seven half story jungle gym for us to climb up that mimicked the the human digestive system and like. Uh, like circulation system as well there were tunnels and slides and we were all just having a blast there was a planetarium and moonwalking that everything was just great and they just had all of these nerds in 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 this place doing all these sciencey things that kids do we were just having a blast and it's like i realized that since i've come home with all of this that this is i'm excited about this software like it's weird and and like i work in it every day and i know you worked in wordpress for a long time and i don't know if you ever ever just got into it like to the point where it was more than your job because i know when you and i talked about other stuff where you didn't even want to do your blog in wordpress because that was work and for oh, yeah. me like th- it's the exact opposite that after going into this word this and I've done a couple of others, but this one in particular, after meeting all of the people who actually make the software, and you know that this is how I am. We've talked about this a lot, that, that people yeah, impact me a like, bunch. Yeah, where where if I know somebody, I want to support that creator. If I know that I like them who created a game or anything like that, like I, I, that's a big part for me. That after meeting all of these people and and seeing the, the love and just passion that they'll put into these products, it makes me want to use it more for my side project that I've been looking up and it's like I want to I want to make more and learn more about this and it's uh it's just something that there's a lot of changes coming up that I don't even know if as much as you've been removed from it if you've heard anything about this Gutenberg editor that they're changing basically the core functionality of WordPress over the next year no no I don't keep up with I'm I'm kind of the opposite of you like if I am doing something for work um I will like I just know myself at this point. I will never touch it for fun anymore. Uh, like I used to make videos for fun, and then I became a professional like video production guy and video editor. And I, ever since I started making money off of it, I've never touched like a for fun video. Just like oh man, if I had been an audio editor, we would not be doing this podcast right now. Like this wouldn't be really? no, this wouldn't be fun for me. But I, you know, I I did audio to go along with video, but I was never like an audio editor all day every day. So that's right. the difference there. You know, same thing with WordPress. I was in WordPress every day for years to the point where it's like, I will do it for money right now, but I will never touch it just because. Oh, and see, I'm I'm so the opposite because I was even telling Jennifer earlier tonight that, that I want to set up, and I know that you may have caught some of the conversation in Slack today where we were talking about video and things like that. You did, you did, you, you did chime in on me needing three-point lighting. And, um, but you it's like, because- lighting. I, I do. I do. I need to get the third line. I've got the two. Um, and I was just talking to her, to Jennifer, just a few minutes ago about how I want to do live streaming as for fun because I do it for work, that I'm getting this skill that I want to be able to use for something that I find fun as well. I mean, and I love doing it for work. I have fun doing it. And I think it's apparent when you see anything I do with it. But I want to be able to use that for fun as opposed to you, where it's just like, nope, this this is work and I'm cutting it off. I, I like I like being able to expand that stuff. So all of the stuff, meeting these people and seeing what's coming in the next year has made me want to really invest in professional development, I guess. Uh, and even then, that makes me want to do side hustles 
it within that to uh with with what i learned from that yeah once i get into a tool of some kind um all the professional development i want to do is either like the fringes of that and i try to do it like while i'm at work or doing like work right. like things or it's something that's tangential to it i don't usually go back for the core functionality and like i don't know i dive deep when i need to on a project i don't dive deep just because for fun because it's become uh, work at that point it's just i don't know it's the way my brain functions but yeah no it is for, it's good yeah. i'm glad that you're pumped for it and that you liked your outing and your weekend and you know the team and everything that's good i'm also curious because you wrote wow comma kinda and <laughs> what yeah like are you playing world of warcraft kinda kinda um that's really the way it is like i woke up one day and i was like you know warcraft 4 or whatever it's called battle for azeroth is coming out at some point and it's just like i saw that there were the lfr stuff was coming out for the the next raid soon they finished up the other one and i was just like i kind of want to play and see what this stuff is so i resubbed but it's not like it ever has been before when i did it's like it's and it's that time of year it's december it's that's usually when i want to do something like that but it's it's just kind of there it's i log in i play for a few minutes i i blow some stuff up with frost bolts and i even rejoin the guild that i was in uh, you know because of inactivity a lot of places will boot you like i rejoin them and talk around but it's not even like i haven't even done a dungeon yet i'm just going through some of the new content and then i realize like okay this is wow and then i log out and i go do something else i'll play overwatch and try the new hero moira or something like that or i go play Mario odyssey is really more likely but it's not grabbing me like it ever has before but i'm glad that i'm seeing this stuff because it's like okay this is cool they're dealing with the titans again and it's the part of wow that i like the most in the story but i'm just not crazy about the mechanics right now so i'm, I'm going through it uh, i'll play a little bit and then i'm sure i'm gonna unsubscribe within a month and and just not do it anymore after that but it's it's something to do uh yeah. in between oh, to break up like yeah it, it's it's really interesting for me because that's not how i play mmos right no that's what that, i was trying that, to get at like you don't normally play any games that way like super mm -mm. super casual so if you can do that now that's probably a good thing actually yeah i think that's like personal growth like that is me growing as a human being and being able to moderate which is something that my counselor would be very proud of me for <laughs> that uh it's it's strange because i'll go out of go out of this and then go play mario odyssey or something which is also something that i'm moderating really well because as awesome as it is after playing zelda so hardcore earlier this year i'm moderating my time through that open world a lot better than i did uh, through hyrule that's interesting yeah no i'm still playing a lot of mario odyssey too and not number two but also right um and mostly it's all with my daughter now like i i kind of got what i wanted to out of that game i'm somewhere in the like four or five hundred star not star moon yeah power moon level and i feel like i've seen enough but my daughter keeps wanting to play it so we'll play on her account or sometimes like she'll want to jump into my account and play two player um yeah so we're still playing that too it's still a really good game like it's probably one of my games of the year and well actually i know what they are at this point so yes it is one of my games of the year um no <laughs> surprise there and it's, it's just fun to play with her but now it's much more casual it's kind of like oh yeah we'll get a couple power moons but it's not i'm not trying to like drive to get to a certain goal at this point that's that's kind of the way i am i'm not like i doubt i will get a lot of moons because that's that's one of the things i'm actually going to talk about because i know that it's going to be one of my games of the year like like 
it's it is definitely there and i'm still trying to rank all of them because it's uh it's it's right there if it's not in the top five it's like under honorable mention area because the way that they do the moons in it doesn't have me coming back the way that like the the shrines in zelda did or the uh stars even in mario 64 did it's just them being so scattered around that i don't have the the drive or and there there's no impetus for me to finish those really oh that's uh, i'm glad that it's working for you especially if you're kind of getting into a different mode of gaming like you said it's probably yeah. not an unhealthy thing for you it's probably a good sign <laughs> yeah that is that is very true that is a good yeah. way to put it it is not an unhealthy thing for me no um, okay cool um let's do a quick break we have more to talk about but all the rest are like smaller topics so let's do our geeky offer of the week really quick um you can go to audibletrial.com slash geek to geekcast and get a free book and a free trial subscription on audible from us my book recommendation this week is wizard of Earthsea. Because I have been yes. listening to it for basically like a podcast book club. So one of the series that I follow right now that from Alistair Stevens, who is Point North Media. If you look up Point North Media, I think all of his stuff pops up. Um, he usually has a bunch of different story series going at the same time. And I know I've told you about some of these in the past. But one of them right now is um, the Harry Potter series. So it's called Hell... Dear Mr. Potter. It's called Dear Mr. Potter. Okay. And he's going through book by book, but between book three and four is where he is right now. And so he took a break to do Wizard of Earthsea because it's an interesting comparison to Harry Potter. And so I listened to nice. a couple episodes without ever having read this book. And I was like, you know what? I should just pick it up because I have a couple Audible credits sitting there. So I went back and I've listened to all of A Wizard of Earthsea since then. So it's cool. I finally got like one of the classics under my belt. So I'm going to recommend that this week. Have you ever read it? It is so good. Yeah. Now, I haven't read it in years and years because I believe I was like in junior high or high school when I read it. But it introduced me to Ursula K. Le Guin, and it's a phenomenal book. I haven't seen the miniseries or the movie that they've made. I don't remember who made it, but I know there's a there there is either a miniseries or movie that I just uh, I haven't seen called Earthsea. And uh, but I know that uh, that the book is just phenomenal. I did not know those were a thing. I might have to look them up now that I've read it or listened to it. You know what I mean? Um, but right. yeah, you guys can go to audibletrial.com slash geek to geekcast and get whatever book you want and help out the podcast at the same time. Um, I'm also going to say the network this week. I always like to highlight something from the network. Um, the comic box had an Infinity War trailer reaction slash prep episode, which was really good because the Infinity War trailer came out and it's I'm, I'm excited for that movie. But anyway, um, Rob has a really good breakdown of it and he added a bunch of like he didn't go out of his way to look stuff up he just knows this stuff off the top of his head so as he was talking yes. about the trailer he talks about like who people are and how it ties together because he just kind of knows it which is super cool to listen to um and i'm also going to say that tea time with katie and chelsea had a really interesting episode that's generating some good discussion about a handmaid's tale so if you haven't oh, listened yeah. to that one yet bees you should because i know you'd be super into it because you watched the whole show and i have not yeah, yeah so good yep and then joe just hit an anniversary on geektitude and he had an episode this might have been two ago but i wanted to say anyway because it was a good episode rob went on his podcast and acted as the host to interview joe about his own show and i really liked how that one turned out oh i didn't know that i actually need to listen to that like i know yep. I, I hadn't listened to any podcasts in a very long time myself actually so that i kind of fell back on listening 
listening to ours, like all our network. So that's awesome. I need to, I do need to go back and listen to that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's get back into it. Uh, this is more kind of geekery, I suppose. Um, most of this is just little stuff that I did or experienced, and I wanted to talk to you about it. So we talked about this a little bit off air, but I upgraded to High Sierra finally on my okay. Mac. And it, it's still Mac operating system. There's nothing much to touch on. Um, I had one program that stopped working, and usually I worry about like a lot of programs stopping to work, especially with Mac yes. big OS upgrades. It was one program, and when I went to like the support page for it, they were like, hey, you can get a free version if you just upgraded to High Sierra. So I did that. It took all of, I don't know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Um, the one thing I wanted to bring it up for is my Windows never remembered their places when I plugged in an external monitor before on the other versions of Mac OS. Yeah, and it never has. Now they do. And it is like the killer feature for me because I work on a laptop and I haul my laptop around the office with me and I plug and unplug my external monitor. I don't even know how many times a day. And I used to have to drag the monitor or the windows over and resize them and reposition them every single time I plugged it in. And now I plug it in and it just remembers. And it's like this should have been in there all the time forever but now it is yes. so i can finally be like good job good job apple um yeah yeah that's that's all it's just an os besides that besides that one yeah. cool feature i haven't done it but that's enough to make me want to upgrade as soon as i buy the freaking adapters to m- put my monitors on my laptop which i still haven't done yep. USB-C is awful yeah that's that's a bigger discussion um yeah so that's not a discussion for here no and uh, i did actually on that the, just on that that note though i met somebody at the word camp before the uh the one in birmingham who uh actually bought dongle.blog the uh just to talk about the uh the overuse of adapters wow that's that cool. uh brian krogsgaard one of the uh big bigger wordpress guys just did not does not like dongle culture so he bought it to do it's kind of interesting to look at uh some of the stuff he's got on there that's funny um okay what else i i am sunsetting my 3ds i already did it i have put it away in my closet i'm not getting rid of it because it's a fantastic system and i loved it for the life of it but i realized the other day that it has been sitting in the charger ever since i got the nintendo switch and i don't i haven't played a single game on it like i got it out Mm. for maybe 10 minutes to try out metroid when i rented that from gamefly and that was it like besides that i haven't touched it and all of the releases are out by now like nothing else is going to be a surprise release like it's just it's a system that they're slowly sunsetting so i am doing the same instead of constantly having it on the charger it now lives in my closet which i'm fine with but still it feels like a milestone to mark yeah i've got mine sitting on the desk here and it is a it is the situation of trying to decide if i want to buy that metroid right now like that is why it's sitting in front of me right now. Interesting. Well, and for me, part of it is well, most of it is because if I want to play something portably, I just go grab the Switch now. Yeah, the Switch I, now, and it's better. Yeah, I love the Nintendo Switch. It's like my favorite console at the moment, and I want all the games on it. And I picked up Stardew Valley on it a while ago. I think I mentioned on the podcast that I yeah. was gonna get it, and I didn't boot it up until this week. Like I was in the middle of a crazy week, and I didn't want to start a brand new game. And I had kind of played all the games that I felt like I needed to for Game of the Year talks. And I was like, "What do I want? I just need something chill." And I was like, "Oh, Stardew Valley is still sitting on the Switch, and I haven't even launched it yet." So I launched it, and then I lost a couple hours to it, and now I'm in the position of trying to not lose another forty hours to that game as I replay it uh, because yeah. the first 
time I played it on PC, it was like that was all I did. Like that was all my free time until I like beat that game as much as you can beat it anyway. I love that game. It's such a good game. And I mean, that's one of those that I loved the game. I have it on on PC when it came out. Uh, you know, everybody was talking about it and how great it was, and I played it for a long time and I still I don't know. I don't think I get it. That I don't think that the Harvest Moon and I mean I know one of the things on yours below is Animal Crossing Pocket Camp and so and I tried it too. I downloaded like they yeah, fall yeah they remind me together and it's like I yeah. don't think I get them that those kind of of community building offline single player games I don't think that my brain really grasps that really well to find the fun that yeah they're, that's they're, fair. I, I want to that it's kind of like those building games when I want to play Minecraft or Portal Knights or Trove I'm like I want to love this but every time I try it's like I see the appeal and then don't get enraptured by it that I, I can't seem to it, it, it it's like it 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 has these hooks and it's like throwing them at me from every direction but they just won't grab in my brainy parts and I can't I can't get it it just Oh, I want to, and I can't. That's okay. Maybe it's one that you just need to accept that it's not for you. Yeah. I mean, the I put Animal Crossing Pocket Camp on here because I tried it, and I didn't really like it. I, I agree with you. It's just not a very good game. Like, if you like Animal Crossing, go get New Leaf or, like, pick up one of the other ones that's really good. Pocket Camp has a lot of issues just because of the nature of how Nintendo treated it on iOS. And I don't want to get oh, into yeah? them because they're not that interesting. It's just, it's mobile game stuff that we've talked about to death. Um, but yeah, Stardew Valley, I still really like. I don't even do it for the relationship sim part. Like, that's not why I play Stardew Valley. I play it for the, uh, like, the accomplishment. Like, I want to make farm and make it better and, like, build my farm up. And then there's this community center that you have to try to, like, bring certain things to it and that's kind of the challenge like as soon as i finished the community center that's when i stopped playing like when i you know beat the right. game that was the beating the game point for me um and that took like two in-game years and that was fun um the relationship part is definitely not why i'm after that game there's other games that are better for that if you're into that kind of thing uh, but one yeah. of the other things i did play since we last talked is horizon zero dawn i had a friend convince yeah. me to go back and play it and it i have a very different opinion of it now I did not okay, like good. it at all last time. I gave up on it. I thought the gameplay got repetitive, which it does, and it turned into like just a map game. You know what I mean? Like open world map game. Like mm -hmm. Ubisoft, just a ton of icons everywhere, even though this isn't Ubisoft, yep. but that type of game. Yeah, I remember you telling me that it felt like an Ubisoft open world game, and coming off of Zelda Breath of the Wild, that that was not where you wanted it to be. It wasn't, and this definitely suffered for me playing it back to back with Breath of the Wild. Like That's not the type of game this is um okay the reason that i got to it and i went back to it was because my friend had convinced me that there's actually a really good story there and i just hadn't gotten to it yet which i said was kind of ridiculous and i still stand by this because i played that game for like 15 or 20 hours and okay it, it puts you in you know the setting right no well vaguely i don't know a lot of details about it but i know the basic one okay so it's like a far future where humanity has come back from some kind of apocalypse you don't know what but it's long enough that like everything's green again there's you know flourishing like ecology yeah. all that kind of stuff right yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for some reason in the midst of that part of the ecology is these giant robots and a lot of them are like based on dinosaurs but some of them aren't some of them are just based yeah. on animals and stuff but they're giant robots that you get to defeat which is part of the draw of the game um in the end though it felt just kind of like 
an ancient tribal game, even though it's supposed to be far future. And none of the tribal story or politics or any of that interested me at all. And okay. my friend was like, okay, but there's actually a sci-fi story there. And I was like, well, where? How do I, what do I need to right. do to get to that? And so I told him where I was and he goes, you are literally 10 minutes away from the point where the game turns. And that's where I had okay. given up. So I went back and there is a really good sci-fi story there. It, it's like, it's an excellent sci-fi story. I don't want to give it away because... It's super good. It's This isn't going to be a game of the year for me or anything. Um, it gets an honorable mention for sure. I think it's an important game, but I don't think it's like a super high quality game. The story is okay. good. And the fact that the main character is a female that, you know, isn't constantly talking about males and she like doesn't define herself in relationship to other males. Like that's important. Right. And it's a big game that made a lot of money that a lot of people latched onto. And that's still true about it. I think in that way, it's really huge. I also think the fact that almost everybody in this game is a person of color is also huge because like nobody, there's no backlash to that. It was just part of the game and it was accepted and this game did really well. So those are important things about the game. I also think the sci-fi story is really cool. And now I'm super excited for if they come out with Horizon Zero Dawn 2, which I don't see why they wouldn't seeing how well it did. Yeah, it got really well received. I have no doubt they'll make another one. Yeah. So I, again, I don't know like how to discuss this without having a giant discussion with people who are smarter than me about this particular game who've really thought about it but as you listen to other people's game of the year discussions like keep an ear out for this one because horizon zero dawn is like it it might be up your alley and if it is it's really good for the sci-fi part oh yeah anyway i have i have no doubt that i would like it if i ever had time and it's one of the i try to not invest in open world games unless i know i'm going to be able to which well, was i didn't like it till i stopped playing it as an open world game i okay my friend told me to go back and get to the sci-fi story and then critical path the game and that is exactly what i did and the game was so much better for it like mm. i wish this was more of a linear game i wish it wasn't open world i think it does the game a disservice actually wow so yeah. that that actually is high praise for for something like that in terms of world building that you don't want to explore it. Well, not necessarily in terms of world building, but well, I guess kind of, but narratively, narratologically that you want to go in and invest in that story more than you do the world. Yeah, no, there was a point where I got in the story. I was getting very close to the end and I was critical pathing and it basically said, you cannot do the next part of the main story until you go back and do this one side quest because it ties in. Like, it it, uh, it cut me off. And I don't rage quit games, but that's, like, as close as I get. I saw that, and I just quit for the night. Like, I was like, seriously? Like, I'm, I'm almost at the end of this game. I'm super invested. You're going to make me go back to the tribal stories that I don't care about at all? That's... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, take right. that as you will. But anyway, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, I totally disregarded it, and... I'm glad I went back to it, is what I wanted to say about it. And then the other thing is, because I've been playing Switch and PS4 games, the battery life of PS4 controller versus a Switch Pro controller is ridiculous. Of The PS4 controller, if I do one long gameplay session, like five-ish hours, right, would be like yeah. a longer one for me at the moment. It will run out of batteries. I will have to plug it in by the end of like five or six hours of cur- yeah. constant play. The Switch for the Pro controller... That controller will last like 40 to 50 hours on one charge. Really? Yes. I love the Pro Controller. It may be my favorite controller ever. I I love that thing so much. That's insane. It's really good. 
Like, I, you need to get one at some point. So that's all. It was oh, I definitely a slight do. tangent, but man, that Switch controller, it's so good. Um, yeah, I mean, we ended up buying, I know I talked to you about this, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, that it was a choice between the Pro Controller and two other Joy-Cons for our, uh, for our new Switch. And we ended up getting the Joy-Cons instead of the Pro Controller because we wanted to have the ability to do four players instead of just three. And I mean, ideal world, I know we were talking about on Twitter, would be everybody has a Pro Controller or you have two pro controllers and joy cons or however you broke it up but uh, because the joy cons as a as a, a single joy con as a controller is not necessarily ideal it kind of hurts our hands which is why we actually bought a second set but it's uh we decided that the extra ten dollars was worth it for having a fourth player when we have friends over until we get extras but i mean i want the I want the Pro Controller a lot. I think you will enjoy it when you inevitably get it at some point in the yep. future. Um, I also went and I saw my brother, my brother and me live okay. in Minneapolis awesome. when they were here. It was so fun. My wife and I went out and did that and we were laughing the whole time and it was a great show. And I think that live show is posted now so you can hear us. We're one of the laughs in the crowd. <laughs> if you can pick That's us awesome. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of that, it's not the same at all. I've still never listened to Mabim Bam, but I we found a new YouTube channel that we like called Good Mythical Morning. It's uh, by Rhett and Link. I know a lot of people do know them. I don't think you did, but it's just two dudes who have been friends for life, and uh, it's just it's funny they have this talk show on there doing things and and it's just interesting and they have such a dynamic that i want to i want to watch them and hear them talk and joke around that it's so cool that uh like they they do things together and it's just they they one of them was it was really weird that i don't usually like this kind of thing they had like a mini episode that where they did french toast selfies where they made self sculptures out of french toast and breakfast food like butter and whipped cream it was it was really weird but it was so entertaining to watch because it was funny that it that uh, sounds like something you would watch it, it does and that's not the entire show like that's not what the show is about that was just kind of one of these off things that just made me realize that I liked these people's personalities and that I wanted to watch them but uh, Jennifer and I just kind of ran across it when they were talking about movies it was uh, discussing uh, I don't even what was the clip that we had it was something there was some movie countdown back and forth thing that like we don't usually watch but this one caught our attention and it turns out that these two hosts are worth watching so if you've never watched good mythical morning that it, for some reason it kind of reminds me of the my brother my brother and me from the way that you've described stuff cool. i don't know it's just it's good i like it yeah no always looking for more recommendations um what else oh i had a couple last things so we got us prime surprise suites dash button from amazon as i slowly tie us more into the amazon ecosystem and right. it, you hit it and it just sends you a box of surprise suites and it's awesome <laughs> my, I, I don't know what more do you need um my son figured out where it was though and then he started pushing it every time we got one so he would keep reordering and i had to hide it from him oh wow like you I can only have mind. one out at a time right I'll eat it every time they show up yeah no you can program your dash buttons to do a bunch of different behaviors but i have the default for all of ours so that if there is an order already processing or shipping on the way and you hit yeah. it again, it will not reorder. So you okay, can, so you can't like triple tap it and no. just be like, Hindi. 
nope nope it tells you every time it gets pressed though which is pretty funny so i kept seeing notifications come through and i'm like well he's at it again um, that's that's awesome and for so many reasons yeah it's so just I like i can see him sneaking around and then just pressing it and leaving just like <laughs> no he doesn't even try to hide it he's just like i ordered oh, does more. he not no he's five he doesn't care he's like i want more see, candy why like what's wrong with that he and what i agree with him that's the thing i just have to be a parent sometimes too yeah that's true it's like you can't have unlimited candy son because i love you yeah exactly um and then the other amazon e thing that i did was i'm slowly working on turning our house into a kind of half smart house I'm, i don't really want it to be full smart house i don't think that's viable yet but i got my first smart home device that's compatible with alexa and yeah. sorry if i just triggered your alexa hi alexa tell me the weather um <laughs> go hi it, alexa play the geek to geek podcast there you go um so i plugged it in it, it's basically like a smart switch so not a switch uh an outlet so it's like a single plug on an outlet so there's one light downstairs for us that is annoying to reach the kids can't reach it and my wife doesn't like turning that light on and off so i hooked it up with a smart plug and now you can just oh. control it via voice so that's pretty cool. I like that. That is. That's yeah. cool. That's that, just that, like that a fun little diversion. Thing. Yeah, that's the level of smart that I'd want. I yeah, don't necessarily I mean, want like all of the stuff where it's like it recognizes your average temperature and adjusts automatically or anything. Like being able to turn my lights on on my way home, it's like I don't care about that. But it's like if you can't reach the light switch and it's the kind of thing where a, a cord or something wouldn't work or is obnoxious, like, yeah, turn the light on. So like, okay. Yeah, it's it's the one light that's super obnoxious for the rest of my family. Like I can reach it no problem, but everybody else in my family is shorter than I am to varying right. extents. And um it's also the one that like just like when we're shutting down the house for the night downstairs, my wife doesn't like to turn that one off because it provides most of the light for like the downstairs living room area. So now she can oh. like walk all the way to the stairs and turn it off with her voice and not feel like she's walking through a dark house to come upstairs at night. So, right. Yeah, it's, it's just like a very minor smart home, you know, step. But it was pretty fun to set up, and already everybody in my family is so happy that I did it. So I'm glad that I did that one, the one single smart light in my house, which isn't even well, a light. Awesome. It's just a, it's just an outlet. Um, and then I also ended up getting a TV, not even for Black Friday. It was like a pre-Black yep. Friday flash sale because I had set up a Camel 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 alert. Have you ever used that? I love Camel Camel. Actually, I don't love Camel Camel Camel. I love the idea of it. Jennifer loves Camel Camel Camel. She okay. has used Camel 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 a lot. So if you guys don't know, you can go to camelcamelcamel.com and you can put in anything that you want to price watch and it will watch it for you. So what I had done was about six or nine months ago, I picked out a TV that I thought I wanted. And I basically, it was, it was like a $700 TV. I didn't want to pay that much. So I said, if this ever falls below $500, let me know. And then I forgot about it. And then um, yeah. a few days before Black Friday, when Amazon was having a flash sale, it went down to $300 from seven. And I, I think in the interim, the main price had fallen, like the baseline MSRP had fallen to like 650, but still 650 down to 300. Right. Um, so I jumped on that and I finally got it. So we went from having a 40 inch 1080p TV that we've had since literally since we moved in together which has been a long time it was before we had kids um and now i have a 4k 55 inch amazon element tv and that's it's awesome. kind of amazing i can play video games from my couch again is the thing like i would have to sit 
basically in front of the couch, in front of the coffee table to play games. Right. Just because of the size of the TV. And it, it didn't make sense until sometime in the last year when my kids finally got old enough that they would stop touching the screen. Because, like, our old TV is just covered in handprints from little kids. Uh... There's no way to avoid it. So... They were finally old enough, which is why I set that price alert, and then it fell so much in price. And um, I know one of our listeners asked me, oh, are you going to go get a PS4 Pro, or are you going to get an Xbox One X to like go with your 4K TV? And the answer right. is no, because they literally cost more than my entire TV. <laughs> that is true. They really do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I, you know, the, the real answer is probably at some point I, I could see myself upgrading to a PS4 Pro eventually. But like, no, not right now. Like I paid less for my TV than it would cost to get one of those. So yeah, that's, I just want to tell you guys about that. Camel 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 is really cool. If you don't know of it as a surface, go use it. Yep. Super awesome. I promise is that we had someone leave the most in-depth comment on our subreddit as a reaction to the podcast ever, which I know I linked you to this. Somebody made an awesome anime post to like respond to our q a episode when we were talking about anime and i just looked up his name or her name i don't know um ninja boy 333 it's probably a him but that's that's a guess let's not make assumptions and if you guys go back to that episode on the subreddit and you look in the comments there are so many in-depth anime recommendations in there that i just had to flag it because when we get that kind of feedback it is amazing yeah it was like it was crazy. It was one of those where I don't. It's the kind of thing that you look up on the internet to really. It is. It's the kind of stuff you want to find on Reddit. It's the stuff that really makes Reddit Reddit. And you read it, and it is just this huge long explanation and list and links and descriptions of everything that we could potentially ever like. It was just the most in depth thing that I was just. I was just in awe. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. If you guys are interested in anime or if you're like us where you're very ambivalent um, and you want an expert opinion on it, go check out the subreddit, which is pretty cool. But that's that's it for this week. We might actually be recording another episode immediately after this because we got to start recording ahead to give ourselves some time off around Christmas and New Year's. This is um, true. But until then, you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussion threads on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. And if you're bored during the workday and want to talk to us uh, and you are not on tw- can't be on Twitter, we have a Slack at slack.geek2geekcast.com and you'll get an invite. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier in the show, we're part of a podcast network. So go to geek2geekcast.com to see if any of our shows tickle your fancy. I blog at agreenmushroom.com and you can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beige. That's Beige with two E's, and I blog at geekfitness.net. We've been Void and Beige with your Geek to Geek podcast. That'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. Text, text, text. Drive, drive, drive. Don't do that. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of The Comic Box, part of the Geek to Geek podcast network. So join us. Bop, bop. 
Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, Well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. <laughs>